That was a blessing. Title tonight's message, Just One Look. And reading from Isaiah 45, 22, uh, from the King James Version. I'm asking st- stand in honor of God's Word as I read solitary verse. We'll be looking at different scriptures. <clears throat> Look unto me, and be ye saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am God, and there is none else. Let's pray. Lord, there's only one place to look. Our eyes wander, and we look all around us, and sometimes we catch sight in the wrong place. But Father, we know that there's only one to look to who brings life that lasts forever, and life that is abundant, and freedom that comes through the grace of God. It's looking to Jesus Christ. Pray tonight, Lord, as we talk about just one look, Father, that you'd guide our time, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Um, Well, 26 years ago, I guess it was, I was in seminary at Southwestern Theological Seminary, and I was looking through what we referred to as the funny book, which was actually the yearbook of the seminary. And as I was going through the different pages, I happened to see this one person that caught my eye, uh, Cynthia Lynn Nixon. And I turned to the guy next to me, um, Ken was his name, and I said, she's kind of cute. And he said, man, I went to college with her. And he started talking about her and really caught my interest in anyway. I ended up somehow working up the courage to call Cindy and ask her out, and God worked out the rest and brought us together. But just one look. You know, it it caught my attention. As we look in the Scripture here, I want to go down through here and and just talk about the power of a look. Um, For example, just one look can bring condemnation. As we go back to the start of history with Adam and Eve, and in Genesis chapter 3, when I read about the account, of disobedience to God and the fall of mankind, there was a piece of fruit. Uh, a lot of times we tend to think it's an apple. We don't know for sure the exact fruit. But in 3, verse 6, it says, When the woman saw the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and she ate it. She saw the fruit and and she headed toward condemnation. Then there was <clears throat> Lot's wife. Remember, um, Sodom and Gomorrah was to be destroyed, and the orders were specific. You run away, and you don't look back. But just one look, she looked back. And as the old joke says, ball of fire by night, pillar of salt by day. <laughs> she became that pillar of salt because she looked back. She didn't keep her eyes headed in the direction she was commanded to go, and it brought condemnation. And then there was Achan, as we read about in the Old Testament scriptures. Uh, They were told not to keep any of the particular plunder of a land that was conquered. But he did. He disobeyed and he buried some of this plunder and and he took it and that came out of greed. It uh, it says in uh, Joshua 7 21 that his testimony, he said, I coveted them and took them. They are hidden inside my tent. 
as he ended up facing condemnation, being swallowed up by the earth. It was just one look that led him astray. And then, of course, I think of David. It was springtime of the year, and he was supposed to go with the other warriors into battle, but he stayed behind, and he went up on the roof, and it was just one look. As he looked below, and he saw this gorgeous woman bathing, and the one look became a long stare, one long stare, and it ended up in a a domino effect of condemnation and suffering. Just one look can bring condemnation. But also, um, uh, well, let me read this. James 1.15 reminds us with this, too. It says, Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. And um, so, in other words, there's the LSD problem. Lust, sin, death. That's the order, the LSD, lust, sin, death. And, you know, Job had said, Job 31.1, he says, I made a covenant that I will not look upon a young woman lustfully. And, and so that one look can condemn, it can, it can bring us down. But thank God that, that one look can do other things as well. Just one look can bring justification. Remember in Numbers 21, as we read about judgment about to come with uh, snakes, in Numbers 21, verse 8, the Lord said to Moses, Make a snake, put it up on a pole. Anyone who is bitten can look at it and live. So Moses fashioned this brass serpent. He put it high up on a pole. The people looked up at it, and they lived, regardless of being bitten by the snake. In John chapter 3, verse 14, we read, Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up. He didn't say, look on the pole. He didn't say, look at Moses. He didn't say, look back to the miracle of the Red Sea. He said, you need to look up. And of course, we see in John 3 that it's to look at Christ. The one who hung for our sins, the one who was high and lifted up, who's now exalted in that place of prominence because he's the risen one. Um, Hey, many are looking to a church, to a baptistry, to communion, to confirmation, to what mama or daddy said. Uh, to a saint, um, or to marry, to morality, to sincerity, but there's only one place to look, and that's Jesus Christ. Hebrews 12, 2 says, Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. But also, just one look, although it can bring condemnation, it can bring justification. It can bring sanctification. Uh, turn me to Matthew 17. It's the transfiguration. Um, after six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, <coughs> the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them, His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. Just then there appeared before them Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, 
It is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud enveloped them. A voice from the cloud said, This is my son whom I love. With him I'm well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell face down to the ground terrified. But Jesus came and touched them. Get up, he said. Don't be afraid. Look at verse 8. When they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus. You see, it was a great time of transfiguration. As you had Moses who spoke of the law and you had Elijah who spoke of the prophets, uh, when they took a close look, there was just Jesus that remained. They didn't look to each other for a distraction or, or look to the law or, or look to the prophets. They looked to Jesus. He was the one who was there. He, he, he's the one that we look to. Remember Peter as, as uh, Jesus was walking on the water. and Peter said, let me come out. He did good as long as they looked at Jesus. When he lost sight of him, he began to sink. In our walk with the Lord, it's that look, his direction, looking toward him that gives us direction, that gives us meaning, that gives us purpose. And we get distracted and lose sight of him. That's when we end up falling into trouble. <laughs> Psalm 5, verse 3. The psalmist says, In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait in expectation. One last one. Uh, that's a great reminder. Just one look, the Scripture tells us, will bring ultimate glorification. Uh, listen to 1 John 3, verse 2. Dear friends, now we are children of God. And what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like Him. For we shall see Him as He is. There will be one look toward Him and we shall see as he is we're going to be like him think about that guys the curse will be lifted <laughs> no more curse the power of temptation and sin will lose its grip upon us it'll be no more no more struggle with that all sickness will be eliminated what a joy that'll be I hate cancer and all kinds of disease and condition. it'll be gone Matter of fact, death itself will be swallowed up in victory. I love in 1 Corinthians 15, it says, The last enemy to be destroyed will be death. What a blessing. Um, disappointment and discouragement, will, it'll be no more because our Lord is the victorious one and we will reign with Him in victory for all of eternity. And just wrapping it up, all lust, greed, malice, jealousy, and heartache will be a bit just gone. Have no more. Uh, Titus 2.13 While we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's what we wait for. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. One day that look will be into the eyes of our Savior, our Lord. And then we'll be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. 
Isn't that a great hope? Uh, as I come back and, and bring this thing together, uh, Charles Spurgeon and his testimony, I want to read to you just part of uh, his own uh, testimony. And uh, this is actually from a book written by Arnold Dalmore. <coughs> uh, I sometimes think I might have been in darkness and despair until now. This is Spurgeon's writing. Had it not been for the goodness of God in sending a snowstorm one Sunday morning while I was going to a certain place of worship, I turned down a side street and came to a little primitive Methodist church. In that chapel, there may have been a dozen or 15 people. I'd heard of primitive Methodists, how they sang so loudly they made people's heads ache. But that did not matter to me. I wanted to know how I might be saved. The minister did not come that morning. He was stuck in the snow, I suppose. At last, a very thin-looking man, a shoemaker, tailor, something of that sort, went up in the pulpit to preach. Now, it's well that preachers be instructed, but this man was really stupid. Boy, he didn't beat around the bush, did he? Uh, he was obliged to stick to this text for the simple reason he had little else to say. <laughs> uh, the text was, Look unto me, and be ye saved all the ends of the earth. He did not even pronounce the words rightly, but that didn't matter. There was, I thought, a glimmer of hope for me in that text. The preacher began. This is a very simple text. It says, look. Now, looking don't take a great deal of pain. It ain't lifting your foot or your finger. It's just look. A man needn't go to college to learn to look. You may be the biggest fool, yet you can look. A man needn't be worth a thousand a year to look. Anyone can look. A child can look. But then the text says, look unto me. He said in his broad Essex, Many on ye are looking to yourselves, but it's no use looking there. You'll never find any comfort in yourselves. Some say, look to God the Father. No, look to Him by and by. Jesus Christ says, look unto me. Some on ye say, we must wait for the spirits of working. You have no business with that just now. Look to Christ. The text says, look unto me. Then the good man followed up his text in this way. Look unto me, and I'm sweating great drops of blood. Look unto me, I'm hanging on the cross. Look unto me, I'm dead and buried. Look unto me, I rise again. Look unto me, I ascend to heaven. Look unto me, I'm sitting at the Father's right hand. Oh, poor sinner, look unto me. Look unto me. When he had managed to spin out about ten minutes or so, he was at the end of his tether. Then he looked at me under the gallery. I dare say, with so few present, he knew me to be a stranger just fixing his eyes on me as if he knew all my heart. He said, young man, you look very miserable. Well, I did. But I had not been accustomed to have remarks made from the pulpit on my personal appearance before. However, it was a good blow struck right home. He continued, and you will always be miserable, miserable in life, miserable in death if you don't obey my text. But if you obey now, this moment, you will be saved. <laughs> then lifting up his hands, he shouted as only a primitive Methodist could do, Young man, look to Jesus Christ. Look, look, look. You have nothing to do but to look and live. And uh, Spurgeon goes on, and, and he talks about how that was a moment of truth for him. 
He needed somewhere to look. And the one place to look that brought hope, the one place to look, it looked like an accident, you know, a snowstorm, and he had to go to this little church. But it was a divine appointment. Because God wanted him there. He wanted him to hear a simple man with a simple message that is far from simple. It is the hope (laughs) of all that we have. Jesus Christ, the one who died for our sins, the one who has risen from the dead, the one who sits at the right hand of the Father and who intercedes for us. And it all comes from understanding that we have taken a look that led us toward condemnation and then a look of justification that came when we looked at Jesus that allows us to live sanctified, set-apart lives. And one day is the hope of glorification where we will look unto Him and we shall see Him as He is and be set free from the struggle that we have now. All wrapped up in a simple hope that we look to Jesus. And that message is still true for all of us. We can look a lot of places, but there's only one place to look and find eternal life. And that's Jesus Christ. We'll have a moment um, to stand and to sing and end with an altar that's open with a simple message that, like I said, is really far from simple. If you've never looked to Jesus Christ for eternal life and for a new start, why not today? Let's pray. Lord, thank you for just a simple message. Lord, And yet, Father, it's the most important message of all that we need to look at the right place to the right person to find the right answers. And that is Jesus Christ. I don't know, Father. um, We're here. You want us here tonight, Lord. And and I, I pray that you have spoken as you want to speak to us and May we respond to your heart, Lord. Whether it's to remember the time we looked to you for salvation. Maybe it's grown old. and Maybe we just need to be reminded. Or maybe there is someone here who has never looked to you. Who has looked to church and looked to the faith of other people who they look up to as a hero. But have not personally looked to you for salvation. Today is the day of salvation, your word says. And we we just pray, Father, I mean, why not now? What a great time, this moment, to trust you. And you don't turn people away, Lord. You're a God who receives us right where we are in your wonderful love and mercy. And so I pray in this time that we sing, Father, that we just listen to you and respond as you lead. Thank you, Father, for that one look that brings salvation and sanctification, ultimately glorification, and it's looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, in whose name we pray. Amen.